millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and this is, oh my God, it's, we're here, Chris. It's show Armageddon. It's felt like Armageddon to get here. Yeah, it's the game to end all games. Like, we wanted to get here and have this game, you know, be kind of like a preseason game, you know? We just sit back. Enjoy Chris Brooks running the football. Mike White throwing 35 passes. By the way, he's on the injury report. How does how is that? Yeah, possible? I was gonna say Mike White's not gonna go throw 35 passes in uh in, in this preseason week 18 game if he's injured, apparently. Yeah, so you know, but you know, let's not cry over spilled milk or spilled uh, Titans games. Uh, oh god. <laughs> that's yes. the difference. Yes, that's the difference. Yeah, we would have been sitting here, you know, with, with our feet up and our thumb up our ass watching this game, oh. not not caring, not having a care in the world. Well, I, I don't know about the thumb up my ass, but, you know, I still would have been sitting here. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, uh, uh, it's Armageddon. Uh, we win two seed and, you know, everything's rosy. You lose, you're going to Kansas City, pretty much. Okay. Uh, although, Which, if you really do... think about it, not that bad. No, it's not that bad, but still, you want to be home, okay? And yeah, you want yeah. the you want the soft landing spot through the playoff, the the soft, uh, the the soft escalator ride right to Baltimore again. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people are always like, no, no, I want to face the team at the best. I want the hardest schedule. I want screw the those people. Possible. Who the hell are those yeah, people? I tell those people. Yeah, I tell those people to just like go screw themselves because I would rather just be in the Super Bowl. And then, you know, let the chips fall where they may in the Super Bowl. Get me there. Get me to the show. We'll figure it out. You know, I always like breaking down on the way to Orlando when I'm driving. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it makes me feel good. You should have to walk it uphill through the snow. Yeah, it always makes me feel good. I have to go stop and have the car fixed and maybe have to have a layover in Clearwater or something. You know, (laughs) you know, uh. Who the hell are these people? Ah, I want to face them all. No, yeah, no, you no. don't. No, not really. They're not worth anything just, more. Okay. Trust I'd rather me. just win the championship and then you never have to apologize for winning a Super Bowl. If you end up beating the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl, they don't put it on the trophy. Hey, you beat the Minnesota Vikings with like Josh Dobbs or something at quarterback. Is he even there still? I don't know. I, he might be. I mean, is he in space? He's a rocket scientist. <laughs> I think Nick Mullins is starting the game on, on Sunday for them. 
again. God, I bet yeah. that I bet they I bet they'd like to shoot him off into space. <laughs> okay, so trust me when I tell you when they hand you the Lombardi, they don't say, you know what, we're gonna have to carve on this Lombardi that you had it easy in the playoffs. You know, asterisk. Like, you know, asterisk. You played the Colts in the first round. How good is this Lombardi? You know, yeah. really. You know, no kidding. Although you know that they're going to use that as a as an argument against Tua the following season, right? <laughs> right. No matter what, I mean, if we if we come out with the if the dream happens, and and I don't, I'm not expecting this, but if the dream happens and Miami wins, you know, there's going to be people that are trying to asterisk that. Oh, of course. Oh, absolutely. Uh, people are already debating whether you give them a contract or not. Like, yeah. like, like it's act, an actual negotiation. Uh, there is no negotiation, people. Okay. You're going to open yeah. up a checkbook. He's going to be a very, very rich man. <laughs> it's going to be at least $50 million for all the new years in the contract. Yes, it's going to be a lot of money. This show, as always, is brought to you by Factor Meals. You can go to factormeals.com forward slash three yards per carry five zero. We have a dedicated page over there, and it's the number three yards per carry five zero. And you use that promo code three yards per carry five zero, and you get 50% off your entire order. As always, prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash three yards. Also, the number three yards. And you use the promo code three yards. You deposit $100, you get $100. As always, black coral rum, a rum that is distinctly Florida. If you want to learn more, go to steeltiespirits.com. All right. Uh, we how, much, how much of that did you drink after that Ravens game? Uh, well... Um, I was drinking during the Ravens game and then I had to replenish because remember it was the 31st. So I knew I was going to drink myself into a stupor that night. Right. So, of course. So I drank a few Gatorades after the game, you know, and I reflected a little bit. Oh my and, God. Yeah. You know, are you trying hide. to tell me right now, Elf, that that game was so awful that you intentionally tried to sober up yes. after it? Yes, I tried to sober up so then I could get really, really drunk afterwards. That is that is that is the worst. Yeah, that is some so, self punishment right there. Yeah, so I had a Gatorade, I had a bo- a bottle of of water, you know. I'm not sure if I had a soda or not, but yeah, I tried I, to sober up after that. I think we were all punishing ourselves after that game. Yeah. Well, we're gonna start here. Uh, it's my God, what a game! It's winner take all. It's the end of the world. Uh, by depending on the report, on which report we have about fifteen to twenty million Buffalo Bills fans coming to South Florida. Uh, I think we're rebuilding the stadium and adding on like twenty or thirty thousand seats to accommodate them all. I don't know if you've watched all these stories. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I I think all of Buffalo actually uh, moved down to Miami for the for the game. Yeah, every single one of them. Like, uh, mm-hmm. there's not going to be a single Dolphin fan inside the stadium, so it's going to be loud. So uh, the Dolphins are going to have to work on their the communication issues. Yeah, uh, definitely. Okay, but uh, I spent the better part of this afternoon looking at this Buffalo Bills offense. And we're going to start here when the Dolphins are on defense. And I don't know, maybe I watched the wrong games, Chris. Okay, but I came away kind of, you know, kind of confident. Problem is, I watched them against the Chargers on the road and at home against the Patriots. And really? Yeah, they barely escaped in that Chargers game with Justin Herbert out, by the way. Easton Stick as the quarterback. They barely escaped that with the win. I watched that one all the way through, too. 
And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a tough one for us. We wanted them to lose, but, you know, skating by just barely skating by against that team and then just barely skating by against the Patriots. That's not a good look. Uh, yeah, they skated by the Patriots after Zappy had what five turnovers, including three turnovers inside the 30 yard line. Yeah. One was a pick six. (laughs) I, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) It's sort of it's sort of weird too because like uh, to me, you know, the the Patriots would normally be the sort of safer team, um, you know, execute execution oriented team that just um, that doesn't do exactly what they did, uh, and and sort of and, and that sort of team has actually been a, a tough nut for Buffalo to crack this year. Um, you know, the team a team plays really just like. You know, run the ball, play some defense. You know, kind of just just conservative, don't make mistakes, that sort of thing. The, they often lure the Buffalo Bills into making a bunch of mistakes of their own, and then it just you know the game the game can kind of get away from them. And uh, but then the Patriots nearly beat them, even though they you know, were throwing the ball to the Buffalo Bills as often as they were throwing the ball to the New England Patriots. So it's weird. Yeah, one thing that I observed, and they do this, and I don't understand why they do this, and personally, I think it's kind of useless. They use David Edwards, who's a backup guard, tackle, whatever he is, and they put him at the end of the line, and it's not like they're doing it at the goal line to bring, you know, some extra beef or an extra offensive lineman to run the football in, but they do it like in the middle of the field, and they'll throw the ball, which kind of begs the question, just leave that guy uncovered. And when they run the ball, they try to use it as leverage. They try to run to his side where they have the extra offensive lineman. I don't understand why they do it. I don't see the why it works. Uh, your thoughts on it? Because Dolphin fans are going to see it. Yeah, they're going to see it because uh, they they use it. This is not this is not some small thing. They use it like you know upwards of fifteen times a game. Uh, if you look at it, it's mostly all run plays, but run blocking. But um, but yeah, I mean they do. They do use this, and uh, it's you know sixth offensive lineman as a tight end is not is not new, but still, um, it's a uh, it's it's a curious, it's going to be a curious um, formation or, or personnel grouping for the Buffalo Bills in particular because if you think about what Miami has lost um, with both Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, they might be you. You could argue that the Buffalo Bills could line up heavy and bring the Miami Dolphins into their true three-four, you know, type of uh, personnel and formationing, and uh, and then just uh, beat up on Miami. And a sixth offensive lineman like David Edwards would be the you know the sort of resource that you'd use to do that. So um, so. I guess it is something to watch out for. You don't want them getting James Cook going. That's that's exactly what the Buffalo Bills would want because, uh, you know, they don't want to live by the roulette wheel that is Josh Allen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he is a roulette wheel, right? Um, they want to they want to get James Cook going, and and so they're gonna they're gonna use stuff like this heavy formations to do it. Now. When the Dolphins are on defense, and we're talking about the, the Bills' offense here, you know they just lost Bradley Chubb. He's gone for the year. He'll be back sometime next season. Um, you're not going to replace him. Like, there's just no way you can repl- you can replace a guy who is likely to be the 
the team's defensive MVP, but you could try to recreate them somehow. How do they begin to do that, and with who? That's a tough one because uh, if you if you think about it, a lot of it's going to depend on whether Jerome Baker plays. He's uh, they've opened up his practice window. He's play he's practiced two two practices in a row though. He's been limited for both, but that you know in Miami's with Miami and the way that they practice, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, anything. Uh, Mike McDaniel did sound optimistic on him. I say that I bring him up because he has experience and he can play like a right outside linebacker. He can. Uh, execute a speed rush which can be important as a right outside linebacker um you know depending on the depending on the exact formation and the the situation but uh he can he can do that he can he can execute that if you think about um what's his name uh browning barrett browning or uh um which which browning was it in uh in denver that baron uh, Baron browning i believe baron browning if you think about him and what he he can do sometimes um it, and did under Vic Fangio and similar defenses. Um, they can use him like that, or they can use Jerome Baker like that if he's playing. Otherwise, I would have thought that Emmanuel Ogba jumps up to the main guy with Melvin Ingram still acting in, in a sub role, in a sub relief role, uh, because I don't think you want to throw too much out of Melvin Ingram having just gotten to the roster late in the year, you know, not really, I don't know how, how good football shape he was in. I know, I do know that he didn't have a great game last week. No, um, it was bad. But yeah, he was pretty so, good against the Cowboys in his limited snaps. So, right. And so you wonder, you, you wonder already if, if sort of the clock, because, because he hasn't been playing all year. And, and so how much, how much are you going to get out of him? But um, it sounded like from Vic Fangio's own words, though, that he does, regard melvin ingram to be more well-rounded versatile as an outside linebacker um and so that does make me pause a little bit and make me rethink you know maybe they maybe they will have a a 50 50 snap share there depending on whether baker's back or not um i don't know i i I don't know but it is going to be ogba it's going to be melvin ingram and maybe jerome baker and Cam Good has found himself getting some snaps here as of late. Got a few against the Cowboys, showed up uh, against the the Ravens. My assessment is that he can play in the 50 fronts. Uh, you know, that's essentially their 52 fronts. You know, when you play Raekwon, both defensive tackles, Sealer and, and Wilkins, and you play AVG on the other side, and you can play Cam Good on, on the weak side. Um, off the ball, I just don't see it off the ball, but I think he could play in that role. Uh, your assessment on Cam Good, can he contribute in that role? You know, I, I get worried about him. I when I saw him when I saw him play, um, and I was paying attention to him a little bit, you know, I, I thought that he could be a liability on snaps, particularly when you've gotta when you've gotta make him track multiple things, when you've gotta make him track, you know, uh screens or balls to the outside or and things like that. Um I I'd I'd be worried. I think that uh, Agba, you know, for as many, many misgivings as I think Vic Fangio has with him, uh, Melvin Ingram, even with him only having just got here a couple weeks ago, um, I and and if Jerome Baker goes out there, I think that those are the guys that you're going to want to uh, to lean on more than a Cam Good. Um, we'll we'll also see, frankly, whether the Dolphins exhibit some of their same tendencies that they have all year on defense this week. Cause I have a feeling that, you know, with the injuries and the things that have happened, 
they're probably going to change some things about what uh, about what they do. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they're going to be wild changes, but, you know, there are some changes that are even say, say, for example, that they do travel Jalen Ramsey on Stefan Diggs. Well, that, that changes your coverage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that changes what kind of coverages you, you, you do. And if that changes your coverage, your defensive front can change, too. You know, your defensive front and your and your front seven play um, can change structurally if you're operating different coverages, a lot more man coverages, for example, because you're going to have to account for Josh Allen. If you're doing more man coverages, which is what you will have to do when you travel a Jalen Ramsey on Stephon Diggs, um, then you you have a lot more on that defensive front to contain Josh Allen, right? Mm, yeah. And, and so, you know, that, that may necessitate a change in the defensive and in, in the defensive structure, the defensive front. So we'll see. Yeah. And that's going to bring us to, you know, the question that's on everybody's mind and everybody's just talking about it. Um, Xavier Howard has some type of exotic arch injury on his foot, which means he's not going to play. And we've gotten into this little routine with, with coach Mike McDaniel, where he, he says week to week, then, you know, he's out. But yeah. if he says day to day, then you got a shot. <laughs> you know, if he says day to day, he's still probably out. <laughs> yeah, but you got a shot. It's a possibility. Yeah. Well, Xavier Howard is week to week, so he's not playing in this game. Which I would be frankly shocked and pleasantly surprised for multiple reasons. Uh, if you if you catch my drift, um, if we see Xavier Howard for the rest of this season, um, if we do, it's it's because we got pretty far in the playoffs, uh, yep. possibly in the Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. would not this this week to week. Remember that Robert Hunt has been week to week since what, like week thirteen? Since the Commanders game. So, yeah, since the Commanders game in week thirteen. Yeah. So I mean, again, when I when I heard about this, it did not it did not sound good. Um, and and yeah, they have had second opinions and and done more scans and whatnot on it since then so i'm not saying that um you know first impressions are are always correct it's just it's i I just happen to think it's probably not good and maybe they'd like to just keep it in the other teams the opposing team's mind yeah whenever you hear yeah whenever you hear arch injury you go right to plantar fasciitis and yeah if you remember the last guy that tried to play with it was uh was a quarterback, uh, very famously Eli Manning, and he was falling all over himself and in pain like two weeks later. That's a one-month injury, period. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's kind of how I regard uh, uh, Xavier Howard's injury right now is it's more of a one-month injury than a and, – and a one-month injury is technically week-to-week. Week. You know, it's not month-to-month mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I take, I take with a grain of salt when they're talking about Xavier Howard. Now, everybody's been asking, well, okay, I guess that means uh, Jalen Ramsey's traveling with Stephon Diggs. I, my response was this. I won't have him necessarily travel with Stephon Diggs, but he would absolutely travel with Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, meaning he would play every single snap of this game on either one of those two guys. He, uh, I would not allow the, the Bills to use their alignment or formation to get Jalen Ramsey on Dalton Kincaid or Khalil mm-hmm. Shakir or anybody else. 
when he's lined up, if there's a Gabe Davis on that side, that's his man. If there's a Stefan Diggs on his side, that's his man. Uh, I think that's the way I would play it. I wouldn't necessarily have him uh, travel with Stefan Diggs everywhere because that could cause some issues. Because personally, if I'm if I'm calling that game, if I'm Joe Brady, I'm just gonna stick Stefan Diggs in the slot the entire game. Mm. You know, so I would do that. Uh, do you agree with me, or will you do something a little bit different? This is the game. This is the game. One of the games they clearly already did it earlier this year with the um, the New York Jets game taking away uh, Garrett Wilson with Jalen Ramsey. This is the game I would do that. This is a game that I would travel Jalen Ramsey and accept accept the fact that this is going to mean more more man coverage. I would rather see this, when when Josh Allen gets going against the Miami Dolphins, it, it's with his arm. He is he has been a remarkable passer against the Miami Dolphins, generally speaking. Um, and I realize that if you're playing a lot more man, then you run the risk if he escapes your contain, then you know, then that's tough to get him down. Or so hey, I'll accept that. I'll accept that all day long. I don't want to give them breathing space in the passing game in terms of coverage. And the best way to not give them breathing space. And in, uh, in coverage is to travel Jalen Ramsey on Stefan Diggs, have him do his best to just erase him off the board. Right. And then uh, and then play man coverage for most, you know, for most of the rest of the field and, and just try and, and try and make things tight, you know, try and make things tight, make these guys make these guys have Devonte Parker plays on you. Uh, in order to to you know make some plays and get down the field, don't give them the easy stuff. Josh Allen has often against the Miami Dolphins had easier reads um, and been able to get get the ball to guys in space. And you know, I I think that this is the way to go. I think this is the time to break that out. Travel Jalen Ramsey on Stephon Diggs, and you might actually bait have a, have much better luck baiting Josh Allen into the sort of bad game that we know he can have uh, if you do that. So this is this is it. This is the moment. Yeah, watching him more, and this is, uh, and we're going to to break here in a second uh, after this. Watching him the last few weeks, he's doing much more with his legs, and it's imperative. Now, mm-hmm. uh, here's the issue: you would think, okay, you know, let's devote resources to a spy. Uh, there's ways you could do that, okay? And you could do it by formation. But Dalton Kincaid has become a weapon on this team. And if you start, you know, if you start doing an inventory of what the Dolphins have on defense, they're going to have to devote a lot of Javon Holland to Dalton Kincaid. You agree, right? Like, that's yeah, his man. playing man coverage, yeah. So that's his man in this game. Yeah. Okay. So then, and uh, and you know this has the benefit. Alf, you you've been complaining a lot, especially on OnlyFans, uh, our you know our Discord channel, about the game that several players had against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, most notably Javon Holland in his first game back from injury. Yeah, uh, yeah he was got awful. He was got awful. Yeah. And yeah, and it, to, to be honest with you, it does it, it doesn't. It kind of gives me a little confidence because I know he can play. Yeah. He's not that guy. That was right. one of the worst players in football in the NFL. Well, you know, and 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 afterwards he talked about it. He said he, he said he was seeing he was seeing too much when he needed to see a little, um, and and things like that. 
you know, listen, how do you simplify things a little bit and, and get, you know, get players back to playing fast and playing um, competitively? Uh, you know, this is one way that you do it, play a lot more man coverage. And so I, I know that the, Vic Fangio has not been a man coverage guy, but he will whip it out. Um language um but i i think that uh i i think that this could be just an all or all way all around good option for the dolphins because you know what i think javon holland can play man coverage on dalton kincaid i i'm not afraid of that um i, I if you if you simplify simplify things down so and then you just got to worry about the rub routes and stuff like that but we've also seen that you know the nfl can be aggressive about calling the um the offensive pass interference mm-hmm. and too aggressive at times right i mean we we benefited from one call last week against the ravens um and then they called cedric wilson for an offensive pass interference for essentially just running in a straight line running his route and uh, you know that's and so if they're going to be more aggressive about those uh about calling those pick plays then all the more reason to uh line these guys against each other and just just remind them Hey, we have the horses here. We have, we have strong players on the defense still. Um, go up and win. All right, and last thing before we go to break, uh, James Cook has been a catalyst to a lot of their wins in, in this this uh, this winning streak. Would you expect a heavier fifty front or back to those two four five fronts that that Fangio has been famous for? One or the other. I think we could be brief on this one. That's that's a tough one because it depends it depends a lot on what um, Buffalo is going to be expected to do from a personnel standpoint. If the if the Buffalo Bills are bringing out heavier personnel, which I think they could, because I wonder how vulnerable Miami's base personnel package is right now. Um, if 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 they do, then it you know that answers your question for you really. Um, so I think that uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think that you could see um, a little more little more mixed in with like under fronts and um, and and things like that. I think you could see four down four down fronts um, mm-hmm. and such. So we'll see. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, the this game, in my opinion, and we're going to go to break on this. In my opinion, this game is in the hands of Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins. They play well, they win. I think it's as simple as that. Uh, all right, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about when the Dolphins have the ball. But first, these words. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six. That's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Or visit the website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than eighty five star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. And we're back. Uh, dolphins are at home. They average like a billion points uh, at home. But a lot of time they they play a pretty good defense. Okay, the the Cowboys are pretty damn good. That thing was a slugfest. They kicked a million field goals. Mm. But I tend to explain field goals as failed touchdown drives. All right. <laughs> okay. So I tend to be look. I don't mind points. I like points. If you keep getting points over and over and over again, every time you go down there, you know good things tend to happen. But yeah, I look at them. At, I look at field goals as failed touchdown drives. Now they did hit three fifty yarders, which you know that's not good. Had they hit a bunch of chippies, then we could sit here saying, you know what, they could have boat raced the Dallas Cowboys, but they didn't. They're gonna have to score points here, uh, unless you think that they that they can win like some type of twenty. Although they did last year here. <laughs> what was it? Twenty one nineteen. It was twenty one nineteen, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you think that they could win some type of slugfest like 21-19 here, man, I'm thinking four touchdowns could get this thing done. How do they begin to do it? Uh, how do you see this this game plan evolving on the offensive end? 
Well, you know, I, I think it's interesting because I, I still don't think that the um that the Bills are at are at absolute full strength defensively. Um, I think that still without a Matt Milano, you're it's 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 a lot tougher without a Matt Milano for them. Um, then I am I'm I'm tempted to say that we're still going to be able to uh, try and test those linebackers. Um, and that's with, you know, obviously Devon Achan. We don't know if Raheem Mostert is actually going to play in this game. Um, he's been a DNP in two, two days in a row. Uh, he's a veteran and, you know, a veteran in the system. So he doesn't need a whole lot. And I was told, you know, that a big part of the reason for last week, him missing was, was because of the traveling, um, you know, for being on the road and the plane flight and everything like that. So uh, being at home, I would think he's more likely to play. But and if he is, then he's going to have to be a mismatch on those uh, on those linebackers too. But um, I think that the listen, the, the game plan is out, and Sean McDermott is more than willing to abide it. Which is if you look at if you look at like how the Ravens played the Dolphins, just keep some keep two safeties back, get your linebackers depth, you know, and, and play it that way. So how do you beat? How do you beat the the Buffalo Bills? You be a lot more patient. You be a lot more patient, and you use those backs um, underneath and at the line of scrimmage, and uh, and then hopefully the game goes your way. Yeah, they didn't face uh, Rasul Douglas the the last time, but there's some history here. He was on Green Bay last year, had a couple of picks, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. on a concussed Tua. Um, if you watch him, he is vulnerable in in man and i saw i saw somebody had well, he's not fast no he's not he's he's actually slow like you can actually say he is actually yeah, slow man i would think and waddle's trying like hell and i have faith in him i don't know if he's gonna make it to the game but he's trying they have enough to get down the field uh, on these guys would you be trying to isolate rasul douglas by formation to try to test them deep and make that uh, a big part of your game plan because if they have to devote two guys to one to one guy, namely Tyreek Hill, that's going to open up things for pretty much everybody else. Well, and, th- and that's actually what I count on is um, is they are going to they are going to to do that, and I don't think J- Jalen Waddle is going to play in this game. Um, so, yeah, the Buffalo Bills are going to devote resources to to Tyreek Hill. It's a matter of whether – and Miami's answer to, to devoting those resources to, to a Tyree kill has been to, um, you know, to hit, hit him on inbreakers and over the middle, uh, not just, you know, use, utilizing obviously all of the, the window dressing and the motions, stuff like that, that they've done. Um, and, and as we saw with the Ravens, depth with the linebackers can defeat that, right? And so that's going to be a big key for the Buffalo Bills. But if the listen, if the Buffalo Bills are getting their linebackers to deep landmarks, you know, with with reckless abandon, more or less, then then there's other ways to uh, threaten them. And you know, I would start getting Tyreek back, uh, Tyreek Hill into the backfield in that case, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so we'll see. Yes, ultimate. You would love to to isolate Rasul Douglas. His speed is not good. Tyreek's the fastest man, you know, 
functionally fastest receiver in the league. Um, yeah, of course, it sounds great. I, I just don't know that it's actually it's actually able to be done in the way that um, that you want it to. I, they have Daquan Jones back. I noticed, you know, up front, and he has been a big player when he was healthy earlier in the year. Um, but if he's not playing particularly well yet, you know, as a pass rusher, particularly, uh, then if you're Miami, you might have some time to try and get uh, Tyreek Hill running really across the entire field, like, you know, going crossing routes, going all the way from from right to left. And that's the sort of thing that can can help you defeat um, expose slow speed first off, and then also defeat the uh, the sort of uh, the sort of safety help that they'll probably have on him. Now, if Waddle's not available, which at, at this point seems likely, although like I said, he's going to try to give it a shot. Uh, I'll try. But who do you who do you expect can show up and step up? In, in his stead, because the more I watch Robbie Chosen, here's the good news, okay? He's still fast. He, uh, he's a good-looking, you know, long athlete. Like, he gets down the field quickly, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure he knows what he's doing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, like, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to what Robbie Chosen is doing. Like, sometimes he's running a go-route outside of the numbers. Sometimes he's running it inside the numbers, and I don't know like what they would prefer, you know, but we know that Cedric Wilson, you know, it, Cedric Wilson is, he's not slow, but he's not Robbie chosen. He's not chase Claypool. As far as speed is, is it as simple as just playing a Chan and Tyreek on opposite sides of the formation and have them run stressful routes on the safeties? I think that you're going to want to, I honestly, I, I wonder and, We'll see how it pans out. But I think that you're going to want to keep some of your more dangerous weapons a little tighter to the formation in this one, mm. um, possibly in the backfield. Uh, and and we'll uh, again, we'll see how it plays out. But that's that's my gut, my gut instinct here. I think, though, that they did show something last week uh, with Chase Claypool. And and how they might think about using him there. They have been trying to ramp him up, you know, over the last couple of weeks. And it's been slowly building. And it kind of culminated in that big, deep ball that you know, obviously he dropped in the end zone. It didn't work out. But I think I don't think that that will result in a loss of confidence. If anything, it I mean, it was so close mm. and it was so nearly there that um that it, it might only embolden them about chase claypool so so i know that you know this seems like a almost like a broken record because hey we're gonna get claypool more involved seriously no seriously no we're really serious this time mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um yeah you just gotta think, see Tua throw it right and we saw him we saw him throw it and we know Tua's a confidence guy oh that was a trust ball man like yes. he, through that there was that was you know there were two guys there there, there are two guys there, and uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it, you know, like two guys really well covered, like double covered fully. But, um, but yeah, uh, he threw it. He threw a trust ball up to him, and the guy, I don't know, damn near had it, you know? All right, last thing before we, we give our, our predictions. 
the common thing, and you'll see it all over Twitter. You'll see it on OnlyFans. And by the way, if you guys want to become a member of OnlyFans, you can go to our Discord. You go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans, and it's $3 a month. And we see it there all the time. Just run the ball. And, well, stands to reason. Uh, Miami, in games that they've run the ball 26 times or more, they're undefeated. Uh, Chris, did you know about that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's just, all right, enough of all of this crap of playing, you know, your speed or your dangerous guys or stressing safeties. Look, they're going to be in too deep. All right? When you watch the Buffalo Bills play defense, that's what – look, sometimes they'll even show you – they'll show you quarters. They'll show you uh, cover three. They'll show you single, you know, single high. They're, they want to get to too deep. Okay? That's what they do, and that's what they do the most. Uh, your response to those that say make the whole game plan about just running the football all I, I welcome it. I welcome it because, you know, obviously you don't want Josh Allen to get going and the more cracks you get him at the bat, you know, that's the more the more likely he's going to he's going to hit a home run. So I think that um, you do the you do a couple yourself a couple of favors by by doing that, by executing that that game plan, um, but I also think that you know, listen, Devon Achan is still like he didn't suddenly become another player after he went on an IR and then came back. You know, he he didn't have the same space and the same results and production in, in a few of those games that he did earlier in the year when he was getting like 170 yards and and two touchdowns a game or something like that. And we just saw last week that this kid, Devon Achan, can still do it. That this this guy is, uh, you know, as far as running backs go nowadays, is as close to a superstar as you can get. The more uh, the more you can get him the ball, the better. And the more ways that you can get him the ball, the better. Uh, there were definitely plays out there. You know, some of the one of the at least one of the two Tungalolo interceptions that he threw. You know, trying to hit that deep middle area, even though it was being crowded by uh, deep safeties and deep linebackers. Um, you know, Devon A. Chan is sitting out there in the flat. Hit him. Be patient. Let him make a guy miss. I mean, he just eats up that yardage to the to the first down marker. He eats it up so fast. So, uh, so yeah, be patient with that. Be patient. Let him get him the ball. Run the ball with him a lot. Run the ball with uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson. Um, I do think that 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 is a good recipe here. Uh, if you start trying to play Bill's ball, which is to get greedy and to try and do too much, like Josh Allen is prone to do, um, that's I, I think that's just the wrong way to go uh, against this team. And uh, and so you know we'll see we'll see how it goes on Sunday. But I, I think that uh, this is a good uh, a good sign uh, that that they're going to lock into the ground game after the debacle of last week against the Baltimore Ravens because things got so out of control on them. Um, I think that that's, uh, that's probably all the more motivation to do it this week. All right. Now, Mostert doesn't play, and this will be the last, uh, the last question before we go to our predictions. Mostert doesn't play. How do you replace him? Who gets the ball, or is it just the HN show? You know, you make it the A-chan show, show so long as he's healthy, right? And mm. and it seems like with every tackle, a new injury shows up on the injury report, even if it doesn't mean he's missing a game. Um, 
so hey listen there's no there's no saving for the return trip at this point uh i think that you could make the case that this game isn't really at all that important because um even if you lose it you're still in the playoffs and so the dolphins know that ultimately the win or die game is not this week it's next week it's the week after um because that's the literal playoffs so you can make that case but i think the home field for this team in particular is so important that um that really that this is this is sort of a win or die game if you have championship aspirations if you just want to win another playoff game win a playoff game for the first time since the clinton administration okay you know, then and that's your goal. Then maybe save some for the uh, for the following week. But at this point, I think you know you got to push all your chips in the pile, and uh, that means Acham. This is the guy that's averaging like nine, ten yards per carry, for crying out loud. I mean, it's it's absolutely ludicrous. So um, so yeah, it's it's got to be his show. I don't know what's up with Mostert. We'll see. What I will say, Alf, though, is that last year. I don't know if you recall uh, on Twitter and OnlyFans and so on, uh, so on and so forth. I was talking about the wide receivers and how if the Dolphins had Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the field and they were getting you know this amount on yards per play, just ungodly production. If they had only one of the two on the field, then they were getting a little less. And if they had neither of them on the field, they were getting a little less. Well, this year that's not really the case. It might surprise people, but that's not really the case. This year, it's actually about the offensive line. This year, it's, you know, do we have five starters on the field? Do we have four starters on the field? Do we have three, two, one? We've even had zero starters on the field at, at, at various points. Um, and so, you know, when the Dolphins have four or more star offensive line starters on the field, they're just ungodly productive. Um, and when they have three, they're still pretty productive and good enough to try and, you know, lead the league in a lot of categories when they have two or less, it's really, you know, bad deal for them. And, uh, so getting Rob hunt back is going to be a big deal, especially for those running backs and the running game and hope hopes to establish that. Um, and if this makes anybody feel better, you know, the lineup combination of Teron Armstead, Liam Eichenberg, Robert hunt and Austin Jackson have played, including 33 snaps with Liam Eikenberg at center, specifically, which is going to be in this game. They have played like 33 plays, and they're averaging like nearly eight yards per play, uh, nearly, or, or I think like uh, 0.7 points per play, which is just ludicrous. Um, you know, a, a f- over 40% first down rate. I mean, it's it's really, really good offense. Um mostly because it happened a lot in the Denver game and it happened a lot in the following Buffalo Bills game in week four. But, hey, we're playing the Bills now. So uh, we need it to happen, and we need it to happen like that. So if they're getting that offensive line combination back, that could be a bigger boost than maybe some people might be thinking. All right, last thing. Uh, you, you mentioned Robert Hunt. It does look good for, for Robert Hunt uh, to start, which means – you know, he's not going to play left guard. He's going to play right guard. That's his spot, which means you need a new left guard or you keep Lester Cotton there. My And you have, you seem to have, you seem to disagree with me a little bit. The way I see it is this way, okay? Robert Jones got injured in Houston in the preseason playing left guard. And at that point, it was a two-man race between Isaiah Wynn and Robert Jones with Liam Eikenberg buried deep 
in the depth chart. Uh, Liam McInberg is now the center, so he doesn't figure into this. I think Robert Jones takes over at left guard. If And he's a guy that played there last year. He has a lot of starters experience. You kind of feel good running the football with him, uh, especially some gap steam scheme stuff. Um, I think Robert Jones slides in at left guard. Uh, you seem to disagree today earlier on OnlyFans. Yeah, I, one, I don't think the Dolphins are going to, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, because I think the Dolphins are, you know, a little higher on Lester Cotton than maybe uh, than maybe some of, some of us might be. Um, but also the trust factor. You have to you have to consider the trust factor with Lester Cotton. This is the guy that they started in the playoffs after having not been with the team, only been with the team for like a, a month or, or a couple months or something like that. Like he he arrived mid season and he was already starting in the playoff game and being trusted that way. I don't know that now is the time to get a little bit more chancy and, and risk a miss miss execution. That's my, that's my gut feeling is, um, you know, forgetting, forgetting your landmark, uh, forgetting the snap count, having poor communication with Teron Armstead uh, or uh, Liam Eikenberg on, um, on, stunts um and games and blitzes um you start you start going in there with a new body and robert jones and maybe maybe it works out because maybe he's just better in the run game and 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 that's what you need in this game i don't know but i i think it is chancy because we've seen this offense the way that it gets derailed is mistakes and bad execution and I think that if you start trying to go now with a different guy that hasn't been playing already there, um, you're adding one more pain point, one more uh, juncture for things to go wrong. And uh, that's we'll see how the Dolphins consider it. All right, it's prediction time. I'll go first. Uh, when I do these predictions, I, I, I tend to look at the opponent and see how they lose, okay? So when you look back at their schedule and you look at, how the Buffalo Bills have lost games this year. Okay. They lost to the Jets in a tight one on the road. Um, that was a really, really bad football game. Um, they lose on a on a punt return. So I tend to toss that one out. I look at that Jacksonville game in in London. They lose 25-20, but that was that was really not indicative of the type of game that it was. Jacksonville kind of softly dominated them, meaning you know, the Bills scored last to to draw closer on a two-score deficit. So they kind of got softly dominated. New England, same thing. They lose 29-25. New England was nursing a two-score lead that entire game. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, the same thing. 24-18, Cincinnati was nursing a two-score game, a two-score lead the whole game. Denver was back and forth, and Denver pulls it out at the end. Philadelphia was an epic game. You know what? I'm going to lean back on that Jacksonville game. I'm going to lean on that Cincinnati game. I'm going to lean on that New England game. Okay? All three of them on the road, by the way. Mm. I'm going to lean on those three games, and I'm going to say that Miami is going to win one of those softly dominated games on Sunday night. It won't be back and forth. It won't be high scoring. It won't be ugly like that Jets game. 
I think softly dominating, let's say 27 to 20 with a minor anxious moment at the end. So 27-20, Miami wins. That's a tough one. Um, I think that this is, you know, listen, I'm, I'm as close to 50-50 on this game. I'm pretty close to 50-50 on this game just because of the injury decimation. Um, and, you know, sometimes when a team, sometimes when a team has what happened to them last week uh, happen, they bounce back. And Miami's shown a good tendency this year four times to bounce back after losses. Um, but sometimes also it's it's that the other team found something and opened you up and you and it takes you a while to figure out how to how to close it back again, how to, you know, how to get how to get right on defense, for example. Um, so I'm pretty close to 50-50 on this one because Josh Allen does have a tendency to against the Miami Dolphins to bring out his best. So um so you know, I'm close to 50-50, but I think that that itself is better than where I should be, you know, after last week's loss and with the the streak that the Buffalo Bills are on, even with it being a road game, even acknowledging, for example, that the Buffalo Bills are only three and four on the road. You know, they don't have a winning record on the road. Um, but, you know, I think based on how the team's have been performing lately. I normally would, Oh boy, this is, this is going to be a tough one for Miami, but in, a, in particularly since Miami is going to be in the playoffs, no matter what, and the Buffalo bills are putting on their side, they're fighting for their playoff lives. Like you said, if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers beat Richard hunt or sorry, Tyler Huntley, the quarterback uh, backup quarterback, uh, not Lamar Jackson, but if they beat him and if the Jacksonville Jaguars win their game. And by the way, for, for those, you know, rolling their eyes right now, they already beat Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat Lamar Jackson, you know, so, so now so they're going to they gotta play just beat his backup now. <laughs> yeah. Now they're going to play Huntley and the Ravens have it sewed up. Right. You know, there's a reason yeah. Lamar Jackson's not up there. So, um, so if, if the Pittsburgh Steelers win that game and the Jacksonville Jaguars win their game um, against the, uh, you know, against the Tennessee Titans, then Buffalo's out, right? So, yep. so they are fighting for their playoff lives in this game. Miami Dolphins have already clinched the playoffs. So there is a way that you could look at this game and say, of course, Buffalo's going to win, you know, and so I think that um, I think we have to be cognizant of that. That's why I'm a little bit more toward 50-50. But I will say, overall, honestly, uh, in, in all honesty, having seen this team all season long, seen them on hard knocks, uh, seen the way that they react to losses, um, and I mean, you know, even on hard knocks, just just behind the scenes, everything it drives them crazy. It really drives them crazy. And then that coach has managed to harness that and get solid performances out the following game. Seeing that and seeing um, how this is a home game and Miami, the only home game that Miami ever has lost with this head coach quarterback combination was that Tennessee game where they had it sewn up. And then like, you know, they, they let their foot off the gas for like literally two minutes and, and that's all it took. I think home, and bounce back are too strong here. 
but I don't think it's going to be a solid victory. I think it's going to be a muddy one. And I think that's 23-20. All right. And we're going to call it right there. The next time we talk to you, we will have results in hand, and we will talk about the game, and we will look forward to the playoffs. Will Miami be at home as the two seed and the newly minted AFC East champions, or will they be traveling to Kansas City as the six seed to number three seeded Taylor Swift and, and her favorite football team? But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.